0: helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and award-winning psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services. And I want to thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we have another interesting show lined up for you. Today's show is part three of the Beyond the Limits series. And in this part of the series, in this third part of the series, we will be looking at changing negative mindset. And as our text or the biblical passage for today, we'll be looking at John chapter 5, verse 1 to 5. So stay tuned. It's going to be a a very, very interesting show today because we're going to be looking at this passage in a very, very different way than maybe you have heard it before. And before we get into the rest of the show today, I'd like to welcome all our listeners who who have joined us for today and maybe you've been listening for quite a while. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us again. Also, I'd like to thank those of you who have come in to see me as a result of this show and have said that you have found the show to be very interesting and informative. But before we get into the show today, just just in case there are first-time listeners, I would like to give the contact number again. First of all, let me say that ELIM is a professional counseling organization. We are not just this radio show. We actually do for professional counseling. We have several therapists on staff who is trained. They're, they're registered psychotherapists or they're registered social workers who are trained to help you with your mental health and couples-related needs. Needs to get a hold of us. You can call us at six one three six nine nine one six seven seven, or you may go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. dot com. Elim is spelled E L I M, counseling with two Ls ministry. And with me in studio today, as usual, is Melissa Wagot. Welcome, Melissa.
1: Thanks so much, Michael. It's always great to join you in studio. And I can't believe we're already on part three of this three-part series. It seemed to have flown by so quick. And I'm really excited to go through the chapter of John 5 with you and explore how we can change negative mindset Um, hopefully through some of the truths that we talk about today. But before we get into today's show, I know you wanted to remind the listeners again about the healing retreat. I almost said upcoming, but it's not quite upcoming, but it will be here sooner than we think. It's coming up in June. Can you share with the listeners a little bit about what this retreat's about and when it is?
0: Yes, Melissa, we're very excited about our healing retreat that we'll be having on the weekend of the 9th to the 11th of June june and it's in providence point it's in lanark i should say at the providence point center and we had a retreat there last year and it was well attended Uh, everyone that uh, attended had some kind of a breakthrough and we think a retreat is just a great a great way of getting away focusing your attention on god dealing with issues in your life in a way that that facilitates healing. So we look forward to the 12 people who are going to be selected to be at this retreat. If you would like to attend this retreat, then you can apply online by going to our website at elmcounselingministry.com. You can also give us a call, and we'll be happy to have you on the list. As we said before, there are only going to be 12 people, and I know that we'll get more than 12 registered. What happened the last time is that many of you waited until the last minute and weren't able to get in. So if you're interested in having this life cha- attending this life-changing retreat, then give us a call or register at our website at elimcounselingministry.com Elim is spelled E-L-I-M counseling with two L's ministry.com and it's called a Healing Retreat and we are dealing with mostly emotional issues but Melissa as I have seen in the past when we deal with the emotional stuff there's a lot of times when physical healing take place as well.
1: So we really encourage you, if this is something you feel that would be of benefit to yourself or someone you love, to check out the website, as Michael said, at elamcounselingministry.com, or give us a call at 613-699-1677 and get your name on the list. As Michael said, the feedback we had from our last retreat was so, so positive. And for those of you who aren't going to attend, we do strongly encourage you to pray for us because we really feel that the breakthrough that happens through these types of retreat is also um, occurring because of the prayer and God's providence over it. So please keep us in your prayers as we plan for this retreat and as uh, the retreat happens on June 9th to the 11th and so today's Michael as you said it's the third part of our Beyond Limits series and we're looking at John 5 for our reference for the story today and we're really going to be focusing on how we can change our mindset specifically changing negative mindsets so can you remind us what John 5 speaks about
0: John 5 is a story about the man by the the pool of Bethesda who was lame, he was he had a, a disability whereby he couldn't walk for thirty-eight years, the Bible tells us. And the Bible tells us, the Bible paints this picture that there is this crowd by the pool of many people who were lamed or infirmed in some way, and they were waiting for there to be a stirring of the waters. Tradition had it that at a certain point, the angels, angels would come and stir the water, and whoever was the first to step in or, or to jump in after the water was stirred by angels would be healed. And so there's a multitude of people waiting for this opportunity. Uh, for many of them, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be healed. So I just want you to picture this for a moment, that there is this crowd of infirmed people, people who are sick or lamed, people who are, who are paralyzed, or people who are blind, and they are waiting for their healing. And there is this crowd. But then John takes us zoomed the camera lens in closely at that crowd and centered his attention on this one infirmed man and gives us specific detail about this man telling us that he had been lame 38 years and then John zoomed in and showed us that now Jesus was speaking to this man and we have a conversation occurring between Jesus and this lamed man that seemed a little bit strange. Because after we are told in the first five verses of, 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 of the book of John, St. John, that this man has been there 38 years, we have Jesus asking him a very strange question. Jesus said to him, will you be made whole or do you want to be healed? It's as if you go to the hospital emergency ward and you see all of these sick people there and you would go to one of them and say, do you uh, do you want medical help? It seems like a redundant question.
1: Exactly. It's kind of, in some ways, a bit flippant. Like this gentleman sitting here, 38 years day in and day out, you think in his mind, he's saying, of course, why else would I be here, right? So why is Jesus even bothering asking these types of questions?
0: I think if if, if we look at the way in which his... is question was answered Jesus question was answered by this man we see that this question by Jesus do you want to be made whole was a question that was meant to get deep into this man's psychological state and to help him to change his negative mindset and we can see from his answer that he was stuck in a negative mindset because when Jesus said to him, do you want to be made whole? I, I don't know, but if it was me and I'm there by this pool and I am waiting for this water to be stirred and I'm sitting there and I have nobody to put me in and I see this man, I, I, he didn't know it was Jesus, but this man comes to you and said, do you want to be made whole? My answer would be, Absolutely. Can you just stay beside me so that when this water is stirred, you can throw me Mm -hmm. in?
1: Or don't distract me if you're just here to ask me silly (laughs) questions and move on so I can get in.
0: I can get in. But he's saying that he's he's, he's not even to get in because he's lame. Uh, Somehow he he must have been taken there, but he has no one to get him in. And here's an opportunity where someone comes to you and be like, this is my once in a lifetime chance. Just stay close by. Can you do that for me? Please, sir, just put me in. But we see from his answer that he was stuck in a negative mindset because his answer was not that he wanted to be made whole. What he did was to give a bunch of reasons why he could not be healed. And I'll just read those verses in St. John chapter 7 where He said, in answer to Jesus' question, do you want to be made holy? He said, Sir, I have no man when the water is stirred to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. So we see from his answer that he didn't say, Yes, I want to get in. It was, I have no man to put me in. And when the water is stirred, someone jumps in before I can make my way to get in.
1: Yeah, it seems very negative, which which lends itself to today's topic. Yes. So what kind of circumstances led this individual to have such a negative mindset?
0: Well, I think it was the, the sense of futility. He had, he had been 38 years in this condition. We don't know how old he was. He, he was in that condition for a long time, almost four decades. And so this sense of futility where maybe year after year he's trying to have this opportunity to be healed, and he can't get the healing, he couldn't get into the water before. And then the second thing is that there was this sense of lack of support, loneliness. Maybe the other people who were there by the pool, they had people around them, friends, loved ones who were waiting with them for this opportunity to get them in the water as quickly as possible. But he said to Jesus, I have no man. In other words, I am lonely. I am alone. I have no man. I have no one as part of my team that can get me in. So there is one this sense of futility. There is two this lack of support. But number three, there is also this sense that life is leaving him behind. He said, Others get in. While I am making my way, others get in before me. And I think these three things that I have talked about captures the state of some of May capture the state of some of our listeners today where you have this sense that you don't have the support around you to help you to get what it is that you're after. Maybe it's a bad marriage and you're moved to Ottawa away from the support of friends and uh, uh, people around you who could uh, and family members who could support you and you're feeling I am alone. Maybe it's been a bad marriage and you've been in that marriage for over 20-30 years and you're feeling I have been in the same condition I have been stuck so like this man by the pool there is this sense of futility but maybe you're also feeling that life is leaving you behind because you look at these other people whose marriages seem to be good marriages and you're thinking to yourself what's happening with me I am stuck in this bad situation for so long. Others are moving on. Others are 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 having good relationships, but I am stuck in this bad situation without support. And I've been in here a long time, so there is a sense of futility. So, if you are in the situation where you have those things that are those kind of uh, circumstances or that view of your circumstance, these are the seeds that germinate and become negative mindsets. And today, this show is about challenging that negative mindset and beginning to change that negative mindset.
1: And that leads to my next question, and it goes back to the question, actually, that Jesus asked this gentleman at at the well, because as we know, Jesus met this man and knew everything about this man in an instant, and Mm -hmm. as we said off the top, he kind of asked a bit of a, a redundant question to a gentleman wanting to, well, assumingly wanting to be healed by a pool of healing, he asked, would you want to be made whole? And you said there was a lot of um, truth that was shown in the gentleman's response in terms of his negative mindset and how Mm -hmm. he was feeling. Mm -hmm. How is that his response also reflected of how he viewed his situation? It seemed like he was really problem focused from the response you gave to me where it was really negative right off the bat. Is that something you seek? typically with someone with a negative Absolutely. mindset?
0: Absolutely. I see this all the time in my practice where uh, people will come in for help and they they are saying, you know, I want to change my situation or they they have the appearance of wanting to change their situation because they have traveled sometimes as far away as Toronto or as far away as Kingston or Montreal and they have come to get help for their situation. So you would think if a person has traveled this far, they've incurred so many expenses and they've come in, then they want to be made whole. But when you begin to talk to them about ways or about strategies that might bring a change to their situation, you start realizing that they don't really want, they're not prepared to change their situation. At one level, yes, they want to. But at another level, they're not psychologically prepared. So I think this man might have had the appearance that, yes, I want to change my situation if you look at the surface. But deep down, there may have been things that are really preventing him or making him not really want to change. For example, at 38 years old, like this is a time when... Before the time of computers, obviously, where a man's ability to earn an income was based on developing a skill and being able to do physical labor. Now, if you have been lame for 38 years, what are you going to do if you are suddenly made whole? If you have this miraculous change and you're healed, where are you going to... What kind of skills do you have that you're going to make yourself employable? Who is going to give to you when you're no longer paralyzed? Because he could make a living paralyzed. If he gets healed, he's going to have to make his own living. And so there might have been those challenges in his subconscious that is saying, change is scary, and I am not prepared to take that risk. So Jesus question, do you really want to be made whole? Is not such a silly question after all.
1: Mm-hmm. So what kind of things are people scared of if a change is to occur?
0: So I see uh, sometimes they're afraid of the, the consequences of that change. So if a, 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 one, a person comes in, for example, and they're there for counseling because of a, a bad marriage, and you begin to explore options that they might have to take that needs to be Taken if their situation is going to improve. And when you put those options on the table, you realize that they're saying, no, I am not willing to do any of those. Options, Because change is scary. It might mean that they're going to have to take actions to deal with the negativity in their situation. And as bad as the situation is, they're more comfortable staying in that bad situation than in, in, in confronting the issue. And by putting boundaries in place, that might result, might be difficult at first, but will result in the situation being improved in the long run.
1: So if you've just joined us, you li- are listening to Life Transformation Radio Shows. We're on each week, Mondays at 9.30. Today we are completing our three-part series. We're doing part three of our Beyond Limit series, and today we're talking about changing negative mindsets, and we're looking at the book of John in Chapter 5 as the source of inspiration for this show, and we were just talking about, Michael, ha- the reason people are afraid of change, and before we get into that, my mind is amiss. I forgot to remind listeners, too, if you're just joining us and you want to get a hold of us, you can always give us a call at 613-699-1677, or you can always check out our website for the first part of this show if you happen to have missed it, or our other shows from the past, or look at our other great information at elimcounselingministry.com. That's spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. So back to my question, Michael. Sorry about that. We were just talking about how sometimes people are afraid of the change, and as a result, they don't necessarily take the steps that would lead them to the success that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And so you were just describing how sometimes in counseling, you'll lay out a, a scenario of steps people should take, and they just say, no. Are people self-sabotaging when they do that? Or what? how do people break f- um, through that fear so they can actually have that change? Because at some level, they must want a change. Am I wrong? Yes,
0: absolutely. I think at some level, they are desirous of a change. And I think they have to get to this place where they negativity of their current situation is so is, is worse than their fear of change. So if you look at it at, as an equation, the fear of, of the, the change, the, the, the fear, the negativity has to be greater than the, the fear that they have of taking the steps to change. And so until it gets to that point, a person might be saying, yes, I want change. But they will not take that step until they, they are in a rock-bottom situation where their situation is as bad as it can be before they are willing to take that change. In the story of the prodigal son, we are told that this person wasted all the money that he got as an inheritance. And it, when it got to a point, where, when he was eating pig food, it wasn't bad enough. Like, he, 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 was, he was still eating, he was still having his meals but the bible say it got to a point where he couldn't even get the pig food to eat anymore and now the bible says and no man gave him anything and it was then that he came to his senses and said i need to change my circumstances, so I think one of the things that need to happen is that people sometimes need to examine their situation to really assess how bad it is. And one of the things that we do is to help people to get to that point to see how bad the situation is. Because like that, the 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 the. This, the story that is often told about this frog in this pot of boiling water that doesn't realize how bad it is. Sometimes you're in a bad situation for such a long time that you don't realize how dysfunctional that situation is. So having a third party is the a therapist to say, so this is what happened, this is what happened. What would you say to a friend if you had a friend who just came to you and told you that they are going through that? And it, it, it's it, it's it's really very, very strange. But a lot of time when people talk about how they would talk to a friend, they would say, I would tell my friend that they would need to get out of that situation, that that's abusive, but they don't see that they are actually in an abusive situation, that it's as bad as it is because they have been in it. And it doesn't seem as bad because it's the devil that they know.
1: Mm -hmm. And so if people are listening out there and some of this is resonating to them, what kind of steps can they take? You've already mentioned getting a trusted third party to maybe highlight the difficulties in your relationship, what other ways can we start changing our mindset or even the way we think about situations that can hopefully take that negativity out of it? That's
0: a very good question, Melissa. And I think some of the things we touched on in the beginning about what developed, what caused the development of this negative mindset, if we flip those things around, we can get some insight in how to develop a positive mindset. For example, when we talked about this man saying i have no man to put me in that water he had no support he was lonely he was isolated he was there by himself unable unable to to get to the pool to get in so one of the very powerful thing that you can do if you're in a bad situation if you're in a bad marriage or you you are in a situation uh, not not maybe a marriage but you're in a situation where it's not going the way that you you intended or you wanted to go is to get support surround yourself with people who can help you because whatever it is that you have been through chances are that other people have been there before other people have answers that they can give to you that can help you but i think one of the devil's trick is to isolate us and when we are isolated we we can't we can we are not strong enough to break through but the Bible talks about a card of three strands is not easily broken. With the support of others, we are more likely to get over. So the first thing is to get support. Maybe you you used to go to church before, and you have you have drifted away from the, your church community, and you're 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 going through hell here on earth, where your life is is just a, a disaster. I'm using one of Donald Trump's terms. <laughs> <laughs> <A bit laughs>
1: yeah. on the show. Yeah.
0: Your, your life is not going very well, and so if. That that is the situation I would encourage you to to don't be alone. Don't isolate yourself. Get back into community with others. The next step could be to to begin to not focus on the negativity of your situation. When this man says, when, when, when he, he had this sense of futility because he has been there 38 years and all he could see was a circumstance. So you might be in a situation that all you can see is your circumstance. Begin to change that mindset. Begin to look at things in a, in a different way. And don't focus on the what others are doing and be sorry for yourself. Because I think sometimes we can, we can fall into this state of self-pity where it's not really helping us to motivate ourselves, but we're just feeling sorry for ourselves. So when this man says, when, when this man says uh, others jump in before me, he's in a state where he's not thinking solution anymore. He's just seen all of these people getting healed and going, wow, John Brown got healed. Wow, look at Mary. She got healed. And I am still here in my situation. So that's not looking for solution. That's self-pity. So one of the things you can do is move away from self-pity and begin to think in terms of a solution.
1: And so we're, we're quickly running out of time here, but I think those, those key points you draw from the story are so important because having people around you to support you, to be that sounding board as we talked earlier, to challenge some of those negative thinking patterns is so important and start thinking of your solutions to your problems instead of dwelling on the circumstances you're in. What other things can individuals do if they want to break free?
0: I think the way that that Jesus healed this man is an example of some things we can do to help ourselves and to help others. Because when Jesus realized that he had a negative self-concept, where he's just focusing on the fact that of what he doesn't have, Jesus masterfully put in this man's mind an image of what he could be. And I think it is this image of what he could be that stirred faith in him. Now, Jesus could just say, get up. But he didn't say that. He went into great detail to spelling out a scenario as to what what is going to happen to him. So in verse 8 of John chapter 5, Jesus says, rise, take up your bed and walk.
1: It's a little bit specific. It's a
0: little bit specific. So I think each of those things is pointing to the fact you're lying down, but you can rise up. You have been carried in this thing that is your bed, but you are going to carry that bed. And you know your situation has changed when you begin to carry the thing that has been carrying you. And so Jesus is saying, that thing has been carrying you. You are going to be able to pick that up, and you're going to be able to carry it. And then he said, look, you're going to be able to walk with that thing. You're, you're going to, you, people are going to see you walking with this thing that has been carrying you, and they're going to know that a profound change has taken on you. And the Bible says after that in verse 9, that immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed, and walk. Mm-hmm. So I think if you if you want to effect change in your life, start building a picture of what that change would look like. You've been praying for a bit of marriage, but what does that look like? What if God were to intervene in your situation today, what would that look like? Be specific. Because it's when you have this specific picture of what is going to take place In your life, that change becomes possible.
1: And that's when you can get those solutions to get that that vision you have.
0: Absolutely. I think this is a very good note for us to wrap this show. Mm -hmm. They see that we're rapidly out of time today. But Melissa, it was it was quite a pleasure doing this show today and thank you for those wonderful questions. Really helped me to expound this in a way that I think was was very helpful.
1: It was wonderful getting to pick your brain a little bit, Michael.
0: Thank you very much, Melissa. So, if you have been listening to this broadcast, you're listening to the Live Transformation Radio Show, and this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. You may have a question or a comment about today's show. You can find out more by going to our website at com, and you can contact us by calling 613-699-1677. Please keep in mind also the retreat that we have coming up at, in Lanark at the Providence Point that we'll be having having a weekend retreat on the weekend of June 9th, to 11. So if you have not registered yet, make sure that you registered. We want to thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Show. And we encourage you to leave a feedback about this show on our Facebook page. And just let us know Let us know what you think. So we pray that God would, until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. Thank you very much for listening.